It is Monday on Daily Delivery. Patrick Royce here with me. I am Michael Rand. Patrick, there was a lot to watch over the weekend. There's going to be plenty to see today. Timberwolves Media Day, baby. Here we go. Going to oh, watch, yeah. talk to the lads yeah. today, see how that how that all's going. Well, the uh, the uh, the owner's uh, press conference is going to be a lot more interesting than the players' press conference. That's for sure. The uh, A Rod and Laura Lori or whatever is how he ever pronounces his name are supposed to be there, and and uh, Glenn Taylor too. So that'll be interesting to say the least. Yeah, and we'll get to meet we'll get to meet Mister Gupta. I wonder if he'll uh, is, is I wonder if he'll bring the knife he used to. Uh, <laughs> Stab Rosas in the back. Uh, when, uh, you know, although I read in Chris Hines' story Sunday that they had made peace, they decided how they were going to work together right before Gerson got fired. Yeah, okay, good enough. Uh, I, I guess they decided how they're going to work together by getting one of them fired. So I, <laughs> they're going to work together by not working together. But we can, you can, we, we, you're going to get a lot more expertise on that as the week goes. We oh, got a yeah. week. Leap into the Gophers. I was, we do. Up at St. I was up at St. John's. Very good game, Bethel and St. John's. The best the MIC has to offer now that the, we don't have Johnny's and Tommy's anymore. And it was a good game. But, uh, you know, you kept looking at the Gophers and seeing what was going on. I wasn't watching it. There were some some other guys down in the press box there were watching it on their iPads and stuff. And, uh, and you kept looking and they weren't doing anything offensively. And you, you couldn't figure out what the heck was going on and how this was how this was possible. And then what their last were both of their last two possessions, a, a, an immediate interception or what? Pretty, did they pretty quick. Yeah. Play? Yeah. Uh, the, the second one, uh, the last one was an interception right off the bat. Right. Yeah. And the last was one that? was kind of, the last one was kind of desperation. They only had about 30 seconds left, but the one before that he threw into, he looked like he was hit as he, Tanner Morgan was hit as he threw, but he basically just floated it up and the safety just went and it was pretty easy well, pick. This offensive line that we loved after they mashed poor Colorado and the lowest, what, lowest yardage total by a FBS team in, what, seven years or five yeah, years? Yeah, something like that. Some unbelievable thing. And then, uh, but we found out, I guess we found out they couldn't uh, block, a, block a blitz. Huh? They, uh they, they, they can run block, but uh, apparently the this little Bowling Green outfit, they, they sent pressure anytime they could, and uh, they could, the Gophers didn't block it worth a dang, I, I, I guess. So that's that's what the report was that I received. Yeah. They, yeah. They, Oregon was under pressure against this team, although they don't try to pass either, but they throw 13 passes. So, yeah, I, mean, I don't know what the deal, what happened? I mean, Ogman Bell got hurt right away, but, uh, and did I read that right, uh, that there was some kind of a blow up with right? He said he stayed on the sidelines or what, what was going There was something going on there too. So, yeah, they were just discombobulated from the start. And, you know, I watched the second half, I was at youth soccer. Again, that's a Saturday thing I've got going. But I was like, yeah, it's bowling green. Like this just felt like a layup, right? And yes, it was a, there were 30 and a half point favorites, Patrick. It's like the biggest, yeah. one of the biggest upsets in college football history, if you just look at point spread. So I, I get home, it's 7 3. They're down 7 3 at halftime. I'm like, okay, what's going on here? They, they get a touchdown, so they're up 10 7. And you're like, okay, they had a poor half, but it's probably going to roll. The final score is probably going to be something like 31 7 or something. And everyone's going to forget about how bad it was. And then it just keeps getting worse. PJ Fleck, that might have been the worst 
game. That's I hope that's the worst game he's ever coached because I can't imagine what would be worse. Going for it on fourth and one from your own 29 against an underdog in the first half when you're up three nothing, just that's a head scratch of the fourth quarter. They had no urgency at all when they're when they're behind. Um, the, the game plan, the special teams was terrible. They had a, but they missed a field goal. They tried a long field that didn't work, and that was a, a weird decision. They, you know, they the the they punt. The, the, everything, everything about the the special teams was was bad, and everything about the offense was bad. I just it, it was a very puzzling performance. PJ took says he takes some of the blame, but it's it's it was just a it was a weird game to watch because it felt like they just weren't even really there. Uh, my, uh, I just mentioned this before we, we started talking here too. Uh, 19, uh, 2019, a really good year. Yeah. They, they should have been beat by Georgia Southern mm-hmm. here. Although Georgia Southern way better than Bowling Green, yeah. but should have been beat by Georgia Southern. And they had a really hard time with South Dakota state. If uh, South Dakota state's, uh, you know, new rookie first year quarterback uh, threw a terrible interception in the fourth quarter or South Dakota State could have won that game. If South Dakota State would have been here with the quarterback they had the year before, they would have kicked the hell out of them. But, uh, but, and then the Miami of Ohio game, they were terrible and had a hard time winning that game. Uh, I mean, what's, doesn't he, doesn't he spend any energy getting his team ready to play these, uh, these non-conference layups that he's supposed to be having? I, I don't get it. They, uh, they have, they've been terrible. You know, you know what I heard he did after the Miami of Ohio game. Have you seen this? No. They beat Miami of Ohio 31 to 26 and he crowd surfed in the locker room after they beat Miami. My, not Colorado, Miami of Ohio. We're sure. Not Colorado, Miami of Ohio. Miami, Ohio, the 31-26 win. 31-26 win. I heard that. I heard okay. that, obviously. I heard that. If he crowd surfed after that game, he's a bigger pl- putz than I thought he was. I um, mean, you, you got to go in there and remember when Jerry Kill beat Kent State 10-7? to and he came in and he was feeling sorry for himself. And he said, maybe I'm a terrible, because everybody asked him these questions about how the hell could you only beat this team 10 to seven? And maybe I'm a terrible coach. And he got all, remember that whole thing? Yeah. It was very, cause he was a very sensitive guy. But when you play like that and are lucky to beat Miami, Ohio, you can't come in and say, I saw courage out there, blah, blah, blah. And crowd surf with your players. You got to go in and chew them out. And, you know, of course, they bounce back. They beat Colorado 30 to nothing, so we don't think anything about it. But, uh, yeah, this I mean, this is one of the five worst losses in in history of the – I mean, they've had terrible losses when bad things happened in the yes. fourth quarter. I mean, Mace had 10 of those. But, <laughs> but yes. as, far, as far as losing to an opponent – I, this is the only one that's comparable is South Dakota beating Brewster. Right? Yeah, I agree. This is this was as bad as I can remember, especially you know coming off that thirty point win. And by the way, I got some questions about Colorado now. At this point, it, it would, how did how did this team beat Colorado thirty to nothing? I mean, again, it's it's a different yeah. Saturday. They look they look completely different for the 12 people that got to watch the Gophers last weekend, but it's, it's a, it's a mystery. He, he, you're right though. 
this is a pattern. They, they'd kept winning those games. Maybe that was masking yeah. some of the problem. And I think they kept flashing the stat on Saturday that the Gophers had the longest consent. They had the longest non-conference winning streak in, in FBS before that game. I think it was like 20 or 21 games. Uh, they hadn't lost to a non-conference team in that long. Um, so they'd been winning and getting away with it through, you know, various coaches, even when they don't play perfectly well and some of that scheduling, but I don't know what happened Saturday because there's the Bowling Green is so young. They hadn't beaten it. Was it Bowling Green hadn't beaten an FBS team since 2019? I think they be further back than that. I don't know. It was like 10 games in a row, but it was, it was something else, man. It was. Yeah. It's uh, it's now that said, you're going to Purdue and Purdue is not good and beat to hell. They like their right. best skill position players are hurt. Uh, they, they had to pull their quarterback, uh, Jake Plummer's son, because he's apparently not very good. And they put in some, you know, game manager type. Uh, they can win down there. And oh, then sure. Course, here, then we're going to hear everybody say they might. I guess they saw Purdue open to two and a half. I bet the money ends up going to the Gophers. But, uh, uh, you know, the Gophers have a better team than Purdue, whether they can recover from the this pathetic performance. To, to me, the. You know, the thing that that most shocking about that game is the offensive line just didn't come yeah. out there, kick the living hell out of them. And uh, and because uh, I, I really thought that was the strength of the team and uh, the, the what Bowling Green ended up making 180 yards or something. Yeah, like that. Defense yeah. was fine. The Bowling Green even <laughs> turned it over a couple of times. There were like two of 13 well, on third down. It was like it's not the recipe well, for an upset. Well, apparently they got off the hook when Potts dropped a punt and they didn't fall on it. Yes. Right? Yeah, that was something else too. Yeah. I mean, they got they got breaks. And they did get breaks. The yes. They lost the Bowling Green getting breaks. Yeah. And uh, he he almost he, he is traditional. It's all on me. But he this time just from reading the quotes, Fleck, he almost mentioned a couple of things that were on him. Usually it's all it's all on me, which which means you avoid talking about specific moments in the game, right? That, uh, yeah, the, the, there were a couple of, there were a couple of, I love those guys who always say it's all on me. But then if you ask them about a specific, they defend themselves. Right. You know, if well, I, uh, I tried to do this there, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, it's, I do it. I saw a Bielema quote, uh, down there. And by the way, that, uh, that, that hadn't lasted long. They, uh, beat no. the Brett opener and they lost four in a row, but he's, he did a he now he punted from his own from the other team's thirty six three minutes to go or something and it was I do that a hundred out of a hundred times pin them deep and that you know so I I mean they're all they can't they can they can say it's all on me but boy then when you when you try to pin them down on okay where did you screw up they always defend themselves uh, <laughs> most, especially college coaches even yes. More than yeah, even more than pro well, coach. We probably need to talk about some happier things. We we always we we do tend to we are newspaper guys at hard Patrick, so we yeah. tend to go with the stories. Uh, the the way if it bleeds, it leads. Uh, kind of theory yeah. with the with the uh, Gophers. But I got back to town. I wrote when Barrero left, and uh, we were having a you know left, and we were looking for another columnist, and uh, and the, we were having a really uh, good time in sports right then. Everybody was winning. And, 
I wrote a column saying, nobody wants this job. There's too much good stuff. No, nobody wants this sports college job. There's too much good stuff going on. We want the, we want the other side. Come on. Anyway, go ahead. We've, and we've got, we've got plenty of that here week to week, day to day. Um, last week, my goodness, was very newsy, especially for a, a late September. But Vikings, we, we should talk mm-hmm. Vikings. We've, we've given them plenty of grief the last two weeks for the way they've lost. And frankly looked for a quarter like they were headed for another one of those games they were down 17-7 against Seattle um they you know they really nice opening drive to to get back to 7-7 but then they had a couple three and outs Seattle looked like they were just going to move the ball at will next thing you know Seattle doesn't score another point and Kirk Cousins play about as well as I can remember him playing for the Vikings looked like 2018 Kirk Cousins when he first got here he just had a certain different aggressiveness to him. He was making throws all over the place. He was, you know, he looked like a more active quarterback. And that quarterback, I hadn't seen a lot since then. And I saw that in Sunday's game. They beat the Seahawks, beat the Seahawks 30-17. Pretty complete team effort. That's kind of their blueprint for if they're going to win this year, that's how they're going to do it. And at least for one game, it looked like it was something they could do, you know, more often this year what what did you come away thinking from that game i came away two things that this is uh you know that uh, they are this is a this offensive line is uh, certainly playing a lot better than we were giving them credit for a couple weeks ago uh and uh you know they're when Dalvin cook doesn't play the other guy's fine madison and uh and cousins look great but my other big takeaway is the seattle defense is horrible yes there's that don't cover anybody he you know he did a nice job of giving himself a little time take making their you know looking around the field but every time he looked there was somebody running wide open there especially over the middle there was like guys as conservative, are they playing the Tampa two or something? I it, mean, it looked it, like the middle of the field yeah. was just wide open. You know, they they the Seahawks for years got heat about spending all their money on defense. Well, uh, to make Russell happy, they spend some of their money on offense and their defenses. They got Jamal Adams and they've got poor old Bobby Wagner, who's my age, and they have nobody else on that defense. So I, I think they beat a six and 11 team. That's what I think. Yeah. They didn't look good, <laughs> but, but they look great. I mean, the Vikings really offensive. Once they get rolling, they looked really good. And the defense was pretty good too. They kept Russell, you know, a lot of heat on Russell later on. And, uh, and, you know, I think we also found out that uh, they're going to be better in the, in their dome when there's people there screaming than last year when they, what they, didn't they go three and five in there or four and four? Yeah. Something and like that. Yeah. They were bad in there last year. So. Yeah. Those but, th- all yeah. those things make a difference. It was funny too. Our, uh, our mutual friend, uh, Tom Lineman. I went to the twins game with him on the Friday night. Cause he was in town. Maybe you saw him Saturday at Tommy's John yes, or yeah. at uh, Johnny's sure. Bethel. Yeah, I talked to him for a while. But uh, I, we were talking about the Vikings game before that. Obviously, it hadn't happened yet. And I said, I think the Vikings are going to win Sunday. And he's like, Mike, no. And I'm like, <laughs> I know. I think they're, I really do. I don't think I don't think Seattle's that good. And this is even before Cook was out. I said, yeah. I just it's just the NFL. This is kind of what happens. Like you, you, you get down on a team, and then they have a really good performance. He's like, How much you want to bet? And I said, I, I don't. You know, I'm not going to. I don't want to bet on the Vikings. Like nobody should ever bet on the Vikings. 
um, just because they're so unpredictable. He said, $50,000. Once you go to Wells Fargo right now, $50,000. I'm like, no, maybe no. I should. I probably should have, but I shouldn't have. But you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, nobody knows you, what to expect. And, and you had my endorsement of your theory. Cause I did. Uh, uh, last Monday I told you they were going to win. So I just don't think Seattle's good. And they're, the Vikings have very good personnel. And uh, as long as nobody gets the COVID before a game and, uh, you know, and they don't have to shut down six players or some damn thing they're, uh they, they have talents. And uh, uh, it is funny. The other thing that's happened in the, <laughs> I, I watched some of the bears yesterday. Oh boy. Yeah. Now I know why Andy Dalton was playing. He's terrible. Yeah. Justin and, Fields not ready for prime time. Is he? Not ready. And the Lions are the Lions. They had a chance to win a game, but they could screw up a one-car parade. And, uh, uh, you know, they're 0-3 like they're supposed to be. And so, you know, I, I think – and the Packers are, are pulled out a miracle win, but they're uh, they're all beat up. You know, they got all kinds of injuries. And when, they're, when their injuries are more important than the Delvin Cook is because they don't have – you know, they're playing, they had two rookies starting on an offensive line yesterday and they don't have any, they, they, they're, they only have one of their five offensive linemen right now. So, uh, you know, they were, they pulled that one out, but, uh, it, it's just the Vikings. And the, the only team that can, can contend with them is, uh, is the Packers. I think they're, after seeing them yesterday, I think they're an 11, 16. Really? Still, like, even with yeah, the two I, early losses. Yeah. Yeah. And they were bad, but, uh, you know, I mean, you look at, uh, you know, maybe 10 and seven, but they're, they're a playoff team. If they, if, if they, if they don't get health problems and, uh, you know, everybody, everybody stays reasonably healthy, they're pretty healthy right now, you know, and the offensive line is, uh, everybody's in a panic at all times. Every time somebody gets a sack or puts a little pressure on him, but, uh, the offensive line is playing better. Yeah, it's two two they, games in a row for the played, offensive line. The thing is, they played good at Arizona. They I did. Mean, they, so they played two good games. As I said on Twitter this morning or late last night, the Packers are two and one because they pay a kicker, and the Vikings are one and two because they don't pay a kicker. Now the guy made them yesterday. They weren't really clutch kicks, but they still lost the game because every year they have a different place kicker, mm-hmm. <laughs> and. Uh, you know what? I heard Rogers post game interview. Yeah, he, he and Mason Crosby have been teammates for 15 years. Yes. The Packers have had like three <laughs> kickers in the last 30 years. Yes, right. I mean, and they went there. Remember that one about eight years ago? He, he had a terrible, terrible year. Yeah. There's no way Zim would have hung with him. There's no way Zim would have, even if the guy was the best kicker in the world, Zim would have had him out of here in week seven or something like that. And the Packers just, you know, he, he takes a reasonable amount of money and they keep running him out there. And when it's a 51 yarder, there's an 80% chance he's going to make it. So, yep. yeah, there's anyway. something to be said for that. It's, it's continuity. There's, you know, I've talked to Ryan Longwell about that. He's, his stress just, you know, how, how much they value continuity with the kicking game there. And he was there for nine years. And then Crosby's been there. Yeah. What, 15, 16, something like that. It's, it's amazing. And Joseph it, was fine. Zimmer went out of his way to mention Joseph in the post game too. I, I enjoyed that. Well, he's trying to be confident. Yeah, he is. And right. 
and you know maybe the guy had his blip and out of the way and he'll be he'll, he'll be okay but uh uh I, I do get a kick out of uh everybody says oh their kicking problems go back to gary anderson well you know he missed one <laughs> he yeah, missed one all year he missed it wasn't one. even and it wasn't even that bad of a kick. It just kind of no, like he missed it by a foot. You know, he missed it by a foot. Paul Allen would have been screaming mightily about how good that one was. <laughs> I don't know. Was he doing the games then? I don't know. I don't know. He, he wasn't doing that. He wasn't doing the games way back then. That was 98, right? So I guess long well, story I'm short. Happy. I'm happy for Paul because it's not really more. It's not more important to anybody in uh, Minnesota than Paul for to have the team that he announces about uh when so yeah well he was he was doing it in 2003 so with the nate pool call so maybe it wasn't that far-fetched that it would have been 98 but i don't think he was doing it way back <coughs> way back then um so they, <clears throat> they've got two more home games now cleveland will be cleveland you know will be a tough game cleveland's good cleveland's, cleveland's good. good then it's detroit cleveland's detroit did you see how detroit yeah. lost 66 yard field goal <laughs> yes I don't know how they got into that situation where, uh, you no. know, that all the, the I watched some of that game and then I gave up on them, but, uh, the plucky lions on three, it's unbelievable. How could you possibly be a fan of that team? How could I you, don't know. I mean, it's like, it's like, what's it's like being a fan of Vanderbilt football, yeah. you know, you know, Vanderbilt get beat 66 to nothing. And you say, you know, go Commodores, you know, I mean, it's come on. Yeah. It's, it's, it's impossible. They last, they last won anything. They've won what two playoff games since 1957. Something, something like, like that. that. Like right here. I'd like to declare if, if you're a Lions fan, I give you permission. You don't need my permission, but I give you permission. Just pick a new team. Like it's hard. Yes. It's hard. Like I know if you have roots, if you grew up for, you grew up <sighs> watching a team and even Vikings fans say like, oh, I wish I could just, quit this team, pick another team. Like the Vikings have oh, had heartbreak. They've had so much more success. Like they've seen so many more wins than these poor Lions fans. Mike Tice and Brad Childers versus the Detroit Lions, 16 and one. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> That's, no, 16 and Tice, never lost to him. Chili lost to him once. That is so, amazing. And, yes. How about our legs? Yeah, what? that was, that was straight. I was, you know, for, it, you know, the format is weird. It's one one game, even between two pretty good teams. I kind of like it. You know, I kind of dig it. It's almost like they have, you know, the Major League Baseball wild card. You kind of put all the emphasis on one game. Maybe if this is a five-game series, they, they rally, but they what, they lose 89-76, and Chicago had scored 200 points in their two regular season games against the Lynx, and they had split. So even though the records were quite a bit different, I was like, well, this doesn't look like the, gre- the greatest matchup, and apparently Collier didn't have a great game at all. That was kind of the, the focus of the, the game story that Kent wrote, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Jim, Sue Ann's column, he'd let her have it pretty good, but Collier, I think one thing in there though, when I first became suspicious of her was when they didn't play her at the Olympics, she was over there and uh, you know, most games she was getting three, four minutes. Now it could be because they got the same old crusty collection of players that have won the gold medals for them. But they weren't playing her a lot of minutes. And I was just looking at those box scores saying, oh, I wonder what the hell the deal is. I thought she was supposed to be this young phenom. Uh, and then didn't Cheryl let her have it once, like when they came back from the Olympic break. But the, the 
one of those Yukon games, didn't she? When they lost, I mean, not Yukon, Connecticut. Yeah. Yeah. Let her have it. I remember reading that she, they let her, she let her have it. Uh, uh, one game uh, that they lost that they did. Mm-hmm. But, but what they lose it when they got back from the Olympic break, they didn't lose more than three games. Did they, they lost the two to Connecticut. And I don't know if they lost another. They had, they started off. Oh, and four, and they ended up 21 and 11. So they, right. they won, they won 21 out of 28. So they right. were, they, and they had Powell back who, you know, I got to say, I saw him once <laughs> the season opener in person and I thought Powell was great. And then she was hit hurt a long time and uh, didn't go, but yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a weird thing. I think they went to this format so they could then, then the semifinals would be three out of five instead yeah. of two or something. Yeah. They wanted to keep the, they wanted to keep it in the same time frame. I think so. But yeah, it doesn't really make sense. That should at least be a two out of three, but yeah. can't use that as a, you know, you can, I mean, that's what the, it's when they did win their one playoff game. Uh, it was, it was a one and it was a one last, last year. year. Yeah. Or so, I mean, well, you can't whine about it, No, but uh the Maya Moore was here eight years. They won mm. 40 playoff games. Uh, she's been gone for uh, four. They won one or one gone for three. They won one. And uh, before she got, before she got here, they won one. So for their history, uh, she's here eight out of the years and they won 40 playoff games. And when she hasn't been here, they won two. I'd say she's important. I'd say she's important too. I mean, they've, they've done, <laughs> We've we've documented this. I mean, they've done a nice job of sustaining relevance since she left, right? I mean, she yes, they made the playoffs every year since then, still, and you know, kind of pivoted to this new this new era. Um, you know, with you know, with Collier and still with fouls, and you know, by the way, Dangerfield had kind of a weird year this year after being rookie of the yeah. year. And I think they were maybe they were bracing for that a little bit too, but. Uh, yeah, twenty-two and ten this season. So yeah, what the twenty-two and six after that zero and four That's start. Six, wow, yeah, and yeah. yeah, it's just yeah, I don't know, I don't know what to, I don't know what to make of it. I mean, one game is one game. Collier three of eleven for eight points. That's uh, but but how many good? She was not. Let's face, she was not nearly as good this year as she was as a rookie. Yeah, you know, for some no. whatever. She had much more inconsistent and uh, i'm not an expert on them but just looking box scores and re- seeing that she didn't play in the olympics and and having cheryl go frontal on her that one game kind of indicated to me that something was going on with her that they that they couldn't figure out and uh you know that's i guess you you know to put it all on her you know the other thing's got to concern them is sylvia is getting some a lot of wear and tear on Sylvia. So now is Sylvia going to go over and play somewhere in Europe or Asia or uh, something? I don't know. That's, I don't think. I don't know that she does that anymore. We'll see. Yeah. Um, that's the other thing with these. These. I mean, it's an eleven-month season. It's, yeah, uh, it's got to be a grind. Brutal. It's brutal. So, uh, well, well, you know, it's just, it's just really weird. It's a summer. You know, it's a summer league. People get mad. That we when we say they haven't won a championship since such and such, referring to the four major sports, uh, that we don't throw the links in. Well, it's you know, it's God love them. 
it's a 12 team league and they played 34 to 38 games and then they have to go to Europe to make money here, so Asia or someplace. So it's not a, it's not an equivalent. It's they, they, they're doing the best. They're winning the best they can win, but it's not, you can't compare it with NFL, NBA, NHL, and baseball. You can't, those, those, I mean, it just, it's not a full season. It's not the, you know, it just doesn't, doesn't equate as uh, you know that gets you in trouble once in a while but it does not equate it's a summer league it's kind of like the lakers championships mike yeah we, we look back on the dynasty the last time they won in 54 it was an eight team league yeah yeah that's different. now it's 30 it's a little hard to win when it's 30 just ask eight. the timberwolves it is a little yeah. harder yes. yeah um, maybe we should mention twins really quick before we get out of here. Even in the I, year, I, even in I, what? By the way, I think we secured last. We're we're one and a yeah. half with, uh, in the in the center. That was a that was a tough loss yesterday because Kansas City won. I, I don't know if we can get and he's <laughs> your fourth place in the AL Central. I, I don't know if we could do that. You got to go, got to go four and two now to avoid being a, a 90 loss season also. And they look like they were playing good. They, they took the first two from Toronto. And even though that ends up being a split series, when Toronto wins the next two, they still Patrick this is our final thought, still find a way to help the Yankees, even in the non-playoff year uh, in the playoff mm-hmm. state. I would. Yankee- yeah. How about the Yankees beating Boston three in a row? Yeah. So, but I, I think the blue Jays were kind of hoping for uh for Boston to win one of those games. Cause now they, you know, they, 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 they wanted, I got, well, they got the Yankees, so they get to play the Yankees. They got to sweep them up in Toronto probably to make the playoffs, but I don't know. They're, they're, they're a very impressive lineup, but they're inconsistent and they're very right-handed. So, and the Yankees, you know, the Yankees, whatever they won, they, all of a sudden they're hot again and they're going to be, they're going to be tough to deal with, and that that's going to be a it's going to be quite a a one and done playoff game there. And if it's uh, them, yeah. Blue Jays still only Blue Jays still only one game behind Boston in the wild card with you know six yeah. games left, so could could flip. But yeah, the best wild card game is going to be the Giants and the Cardinals. The Cardinals have won sixteen in a row. The Giants of uh, if the well the Giants might make it now they might hold on but the, the whoever wins the uh, whoever is the number one wild card in the National League is going to have about 105 wins. <laughs> they yeah. have so if you're complaining about the Lynx having a one and done, either the Dodgers or the Giants are going to have a one and done after the seat after being the two best teams in baseball this year. So yeah, that's very true. Sports ain't fair. Sports ain't fair. We've boy, if, if there's been a lesson that's been reinforced here, Patrick, that is a, uh, that is it. Well, good stuff. Now, one more thing. One what do you thing. got? What, what, what? This, these jokes about PJ being on a zoom call with Southern Cal. Was there a, was that just a joke or was there a rumor out there that they were in contact with him or what, what was going on there? I hadn't heard that, but, uh, I think, uh, if I think, there was if there was anything, there's going to be some technical difficulties now after you lost to a uh, Bowling Green. But by the way, the idea that maybe this assistant coach who's supposed to be a great recruiter might get the job if they finish strong. They got beat by Oregon State, forty-three to twenty-seven. Yeah, Saturday. probably not. Probably not. They're, they're going to get a new coach. So 
I think they might go high profile. Maybe Urban Meyer is going to get tired of the NFL pretty quick. They're not. They're not. That psycho. He'll quit after four games if he doesn't like it. He's got the, he can throw the health problem at him and walk away anytime he wants to. So, no, he's not going there. Somebody else will, but he's not going there. That ain't happening. Well, we'll see what we get to talk about next week, Patrick. It's always a mystery. Can't have better options than this week. No, no, we can't. We can't. All right. All right. right. Bye bye.